Our chapter for today is James chapter 3. This is a well-known chapter in James, perhaps the most well-known in, in the Bible regarding the use of our words. This chapter has some serious words, no pun intended, well, pun in kind of intended, <laughs> about our tongues. Um, Jesus himself said that we will have to give an account for every careless word that we speak. He said that in Matthew 12, 36. And James reinforces that truth here. And I think that James reveals three different truths about our words that we should give careful attention to. Let's just briefly consider them. Uh, first, we're accountable for our words. In the first couple of verses of this chapter, James gives a rather stern exhortation uh, to give careful consideration before becoming a teacher. First and foremost, because our words bring accountability before God, and those who teach others in the faith will be judged with greater strictness, he says in the very first verse. This is not to say that we ought to shy away from teaching others in the faith. To the contrary, there are some areas of life in which many of us are teachers, whether we realize it or not. That is, any of us who are parents uh, are, from that fact alone, teaches, teachers of our children. And and even other places, um, uh, we're called, uh, the, everyone in the church, are, we're called to instruct one another. So we're teachers, all of us, in some way or another, whether we realize it or not. And for sure, even greater responsibility is given to those who have a more formal role of teaching in the church, but that only proves to show that some measure of accountability is given to all of us for our words. Recall that Paul told the Ephesians in Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And we'll see in the next two points why God lays so much accountability on our words. One, because they can either create a lot of good or inflict a lot of damage. And two, because our words reveal who we are. So let's consider those two points in order. Uh, secondly, then, our words are more powerful than we think. James talks about the power of our tongues through a series of illustrations. He notes how a small bit in the mouth of a horse can in affect the, the obedience of the entire animal. It's verse 3. And then he gives the example of how a small rudder can guide and affect the direction of a great big ship. That's verse 4. And yet again, he gives the example of how an entire forest is set ablaze by a small fire in verse 5. In the same way, our words can do great good or great harm. Our words, true or not, can ruin the reputation of someone. Um, by the same token, our words can do a great amount of good uh, in building up the reputation of someone or building them up in the faith. It would be wise of us to and, and an admirable goal to apply Jesus' golden rule to our words. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 12, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Uh, this, this rule is much stronger than we often grant it. Jesus is actually saying there that we should actively and consciously consider and imagine how we wish that others would act toward us and then actively and consciously go and act toward them in that very fashion. And applying that to our words, we should actively and consciously imagine and consider how we wish that others would speak about us or speak to us and then actively and consciously speak to and about others in that same way. Considering the great power that James says our words possess, uh, it would be incredible to see the result if everyone in the church followed the golden rule with our tongues. But thirdly and finally, if you want to work on your words, work on your heart. So that's the final point briefly, is that our tongues are a window 
into who we really are. James says in verses 11 and 12, Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. You can hear so much of Jesus in, in, in much of what James says. Again, it was Jesus who said so similarly to James here. G Jesus said in Matthew 12, Either you make the tree good and its fruit good, or you make the tree bad and its fruit ba bad. For the tree is known by its fruit, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The point is, what's in our hearts eventually comes out of our mouths. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. So the, the application here is if you feel like you need to work, uh, work on your words, and we all do, then don't spend your time working on your words. Spend time working on your heart. And that will eventually overflow, overflow into what comes out of your mouth. Those are just a few thoughts from James chapter 3.